0: Welcome to Rams Up, your weekly L.A. Rams podcast, bi-weekly during the season. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover other SoCal sports items of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans, episode 67. Got our Niner-Ram recap for you. You know, after the first half of this game, I was really excited, looking forward to putting together this podcast, but now not so much. But I'll try to be a professional here. Rams fall to the Niners, 27-24 in overtime, very painful week 18 game. I want to tell you all something, though. As much as it sucks to lose to these guys again, we'll mostly forget about it after beating the Cardinals next week and watching the Cowboys thump the Niners. So there's that. If you missed the game, it was a doozy. The Rams jumped out to a 17-0 lead and then gave up a field goal at the end of the first half. Rams lead 17-3 at halftime. The Niners really controlled the second half except for one long drive for the Rams Hunters roared back to tie the game and would have taken the lead, if not for an amazing interception by Jalen Ramsey in the end zone. Rams went up 24-17 after their only real offensive showing of the second half. But then they gave up this long drive at the end of regulation, really disappointing. They couldn't close the deal, and the Niners force overtime. In overtime, the Niners kick a field goal, and Stafford throws an interception on a deep ball to OBJ. And the Niners survive and extend their season. I'll go possession by possession and our game capture later on. But yeah, man, it went from being so elated about finally beating these guys. And then just being kind of crushed at the end. But in reality, this game was so much more important to the Niners. The Rams should have known, and hopefully they did know, Niners weren't going to go down easy. And they didn't. Give them credit. They came back and won this game. Review my fearsome four keys to the game. My fearsome key number one, I said that the Rams had to stop the Niners running game on first and second down. We did very well in the first half. The Niners really didn't run that many plays in the first half, though. But in the second half, that was not the case. And that's what allowed the Niners to get back into this game with success on first down and second down running the ball. Fearsome key number two, limit George Kittle. Well, they did that. Kittle was a total non-factor. He actually tipped the ball that was intercepted by Ramsey. So we succeeded there. Fearsome key number three, don't get behind the chains on offense. And we failed. We did not run the ball well. We kept on trying to run it on first and second down. And I get it, but it wasn't working. I think we had one productive run on first or second down. And that was Sony Michelle's run in the fourth quarter. And fearsome key number four, play smash mouth early. And we did. We laid out a couple of Niners. I don't know if all of you heard the comments by George Kittle about how this was going to be a body bag game because one team was much more physical than the other. I don't think the Niners were any more physical in this game. They were more successful running the ball, sure. And they did win the line of scrimmage for the most part on both sides of the ball. But the Rams did play some smash mouth early sent a message, just couldn't close the deal. Some interesting team stats. The 49ers held the Rams to 265 total yards, and that's why, as disappointed as we should be about giving up this lead and not closing the deal, did the Rams really deserve to win this game? Not so sure. And that's fine. You know, doesn't mean the Niners are the better team. It means the Niners match up very well against the Rams. Rams could still make a Super Bowl run while the Niners could be one and done next week. And both quarterbacks threw two interceptions. Rams were sacked five times, the Niners three times. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week. Next up is our game capture, possession by possession this entire game. Then we're going to do our loop around the league because that is going to impact what all of this means, the Rams losing the Cardinals losing, and so on. So we're going to put that last, as well as in that last segment, we'll talk about our fearsome four big plays, or at least we'll try to, some additional game notes, and we'll take a look at some of the coaching decisions, talk about the refereeing and the announcers a little bit, back in a second with our game capture. Football fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a no-brainer offer for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required 1 per customer restrictions apply see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details gambling problems call 1-800-GAMBLER after how this game went drive by drive. The Rams first drive three third down conversions including a nice catch by OBJ and a 46 yarder to cup but it stalls in the red zone. Stafford gets sacked on third down. Matt Gay hits the 43 yarder for a three nothing Rams lead. Niners pick up one first down in their first possession but Rams going out of their way to demonstrate some physicality including a big hit by Jalen Ramsey on Debo Samuel. Trevin Howard has a nice breakup on a third down pass and the Niners have to punt. Brandon Howell returns the punt to the 39-yard line. Rams go on a 61-yard drive. Mostly through the air, they continue to struggle moving the ball on the ground. On fourth and one from the Niners to the Rams go it. a play-action pass to a wide-open Tyler Higby. And the Rams lead ten to nothing. That drive was helped along by a 15-yard personal foul call on the Niners for a hit to the head on Van Jefferson. The Niners next possession, they go backwards. Garoppolo fumbles. It looks like Oshawn Robinson recovered it, but he did not. Next play, they sack Jimmy G. Hand off the ball on third down and punt. Brandon Powell takes the punt all the way back to the Niners 19, and on third down, Matthew Stafford throws another beautiful pass. An incredible catch by Tyler Higbee. He stays in bounds. Basically got his left forearm down with the ball under control. And the Rams lead 17-0. 49ers next drive. They get to the Rams 50, but Aishon brings pressure. Jimmy G floats one up for grabs. And Taylor Rapp intercepts at the Rams 21-yard line. Rams take over. Pick up a couple first downs, facing a third and one. I think it was less than a yard. I thought they would do maybe even a quarterback sneak or run it off tackle, but they go empty backfield and Stafford is sacked and Hecker has to punt. Punt's almost blocked, but nice 51-yard punt pins the 49ers back at their own 15. They only have 38 seconds left. This is the first time the Rams do not step up on defense. They manage to move into position for a 42-yard field goal as time runs out in the first half and... The Niners cut the lead to 17-3, and they get the ball first in the second half. Some first-half statistics. Stafford was 15-16 of 16 for 153 yards and two TDs. His only incompletion was a little rollout dump-off to Ben Skaronik. It wouldn't have amounted to much if he had been able to connect on that one. The running game, not looking good, though. Sony Michel, 12 rushes for 11 yards. Cam Akers, three for three yards. Cooper Cup, five catches for 84 yards. And Tyler Higbee, two touchdowns. And, and OBJ, two catches, both for first downs, though. Garoppolo, nine for 12 for 90 yards. Niners aren't much better running the ball. Brandon Ayuk led the Niner receiving core, three catches for 45 yards. Greg Kittle, two catches for two yards. Second half, not nearly as much fun from a Rams perspective. The Niners take the ball and drive down and score a touchdown. Big pass play to Ayuk, and Debo runs it in from 24 yards out, and it's 17-10. to The Rams get the ball at their own 25, 3 and out, and a 46-yard punt right back to the Niners. They take over at the 26, and they start settling into a very productive run game much like the first game between these two teams. And they score on a trick play, Debo Samuel with a touchdown pass, and it's tied up 17-17. to Rams' next possession starts with a sack and an incompletion, and then one of those long interceptions that we get from Stafford from time to time. Third and 17 throws it deep. Niners intercept. It's essentially a long punt. Niners take over at their own 32, but they go three and out. Rams get the ball back. Big completion to Van Jefferson. Suddenly the Rams pass protection is really struggling. Stafford sacked on third down and Hecker comes through with a 58-yard punt. So the Niners are back at their 23. They drive into the red zone. Have the ball the 18. Look like they're gonna score and then a tipped pass. Greg Kittle can't get his hands on it. Jalen Ramsey Tips it I think two times before finally securing it, runs it out to the Rams eight, and the Rams are still tied seventeen to seventeen, dodging a bullet there. The Rams go on a ninety two yard drive. Cup runs for nineteen yards. Cup has a reception for thirty yards. Rams pick up fifteen yards on a face mask penalty. Sony Michelle finally busts loose for a nice run. And third and goal from the four. Stafford hits Cup. In the left corner, of the end zone, and the Rams are back on top 24-17. And we're starting to feel better about this game, but we probably shouldn't have. San Francisco takes over at their own 25. Von Miller gets a sack on third down, and the 49ers punt with 157 left. And it's fourth and 18. 49ers are forced to punt. We're inside the two-minute warning now. The Rams have the ball at their own 40, and they choose to run three straight running plays. Niners burn their timeouts, and the Rams punt. The Niners get the ball back one last time, less than a minute and a half left, and they're at their own 12. They have 88 yards to go, and the Rams can't stop them. The big play, a 43-yard pass from Garoppolo to Samuel. And then on second and five from the Rams' 14, Garoppolo hits Jennings for the 14-yard touchdown pass and it's tied up. Rams get the ball back and pick up a first down, but end up running out the clock after a sack. And we go to overtime. The 49ers get the ball first in overtime, start at their own 25. They get to the Rams' six-yard line where the Rams finally hold. San Francisco kicks a 24-yard field goal. The Rams get the ball back. Powell runs it out to the Rams' 16. There's 239 left. Stafford throws two incompletions And then a pass interference penalty on the Niners gives the Rams new life. Stafford hits Higby for nine yards. Michelle runs for the first down. That gets us to the two-minute warning. And the the first play after the two-minute warning, Stafford takes a shot deep to OBJ. And it's well underthrown. And the Niners intercept to end the game. Next up, our loop around the league. Then we'll get back to some game notes. And finally, we're going to get to what it all means. What's in store for the Rams moving forward. Let's summarize this weekend's action. We'll do our loop around the league here. We're going to get to what it all means at the end. Just going to bust through the scores here. Two Saturday games, Chiefs 28, Broncos 24. The Broncos had that game well in hand until that weird fumble return for a TD. Broncos still had a chance to tie or even win it. Down 28-21, fourth and nine at the Chiefs 13 with four plus minutes left. And they kicked the field goal. I question that. Play this out for your fans. Go for it. They got the field goal and Chiefs ran out the clock. Vic Fangio, by the way, was fired after the game. Could he be the next Rams defensive coordinator? Interesting. Remember, he was the one who first figured out how to slow down that Ram offense in 2018 when he was the DC for the Bears. Cowboys 51, Eagles 26. The Eagles decided to sit Jalen Hurts with a playoff spot already secured. Not sure he would have made that much of a difference in this game. Dak Prescott throws for five TDs. The Cowboys are the third team in two weeks to score 50-plus points. The Seahawks and the Patriots being the others. Hey, but good news for the Eagles. Jason Kelsey extended his consecutive games started streak to 122 games. He came out and took one snap. I'm saying this facetiously. I think it's kind of embarrassing. Really sad way to extend a record. At least stay out for the first set of downs. I seem to be in the minority on this. Everybody was celebrating his one snap. Titans 28, Texans 25. The Titans, trying to hold on to that number one seed in the AFC, had a 21 to nothing lead. Texans closed to 21-18 and looked like they might get the ball back. Tannehill looks like he sacked on third and five. Virtually everyone downfield, receivers and defenders, stop thinking the play is over. Tannehill emerges with the ball, still on his feet, and finds Nick Westbrook for 36 yards. And the Titans go in and score. Texans did come back for another touchdown, but it was all over for the Texans. That play was a backbreaker. Our old friend Danny Amendola finished with over 100 yards and two TDs for the Texans. Jags 26, Colts 11. What can you say about this? Colts just needed a win against one of the worst teams in the league. Just a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Lions 37, Packers 30. The Lions, to their credit, used every trick in their bag, gave their fans a treat, and came out with a win as well. Lost kind of how many trick plays they ran, but most of them worked. Jordan Love finished the game for the Packers. Jared Goff played well. Lions get the upset win, but in the process, lost the number one pick in the draft to the Jags. Washington football team 22, Giants 7. The Giants want to take a look at how the Lions approach their game. Giants just the opposite. They ran a quarterback sneak on third and nine from their own four. Expect some big changes in New York. This is not working. Vikings 31, Bears 17. Vikings outscored the Bears 28-3 in the second half. Bears were driving for a potential game-winning score, but Patrick Peterson intercepted and returned it 66 yards for a TD. Browns 21, Bengals 16, the battle of X-RAM quarterbacks. Case Keenum prevails over Brian Allen. And that last morning game, the Steelers beat the Ravens 16-13. to In the afternoon, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals 38-30. to Cardinals missing an opportunity to take the NFC West title. Rashad Penny ran for 190 yards. Has that guy come on or what? and Russell Wilson threw for two TDs. Bills beat the Jets 27-10. to Saints 30, Falcons 20. Rams couldn't come through for the Saints, so they are done. Dolphins 33, Patriots 24, Bucks 41, and Panthers 17. End the Sunday night game between the Raiders and Chargers. The winner advances to the playoffs along with the Steelers. Hey, but if they happen to tie, they both advance. So what happens? The Chargers come back from a 29-14 deficit, force overtime, and Steeler fans are starting to get nervous at this point. Go into overtime. Raiders drive for a field goal, 32-29 lead. Chargers answer with a field goal. It's 32-32. The Raiders get the ball back with 4:30 left in overtime. They convert a third and 8 to the Charger 45. And you're wondering, maybe they're going to start taking knees here. Both teams go to the playoffs with a tie. And that might have been the case, but on third and four, Josh Jacobs busts for 10 yards to the Charger 29. And from that distance, the Raiders opt to try the field goal and they kick the game winner as time runs out. Charger season is ended and the Raiders and Steelers advance to the playoffs. We'll be back in a second for our game notes. And we'll take a real quick look at the wild card weekend coming up. Let's get back to some game notes. And then we'll talk about where we go from here. Where are the Rams at it? This is where I usually identify my fearsome four big plays of the game. And you know what? I'm not even going to try. It's just overwhelming. There were so many big plays in this game. Good from the Rams' perspective, mostly in the first half. And a lot of big plays by the 49ers in the second half. Hey, I'd even go back to that third and long completion to OBJ on the Rams' first possession. And then the third down conversion to cut for 46 yards resulted in a field goal. That fourth and one TD pass to Higby off the play action. That sack and fumble on Jimmy G that put them way behind the chains. And the punt return by Brandon Powell. The second Higby catch for a touchdown. That third and one sack of Stafford when the Rams went with an empty set and essentially led to a late field goal by the 49ers. And then in the second half, lots of big plays by the Niners. I don't even want to talk about it, to be honest with you. But I am going to identify two aspects of this game that really hurt the Rams. One was our ability to get anything going in the run game. It's really disappointing. And number two, our ability to really give Stafford the type of protection we have all year. So those two things were very troubling to me. And those are the real keys to this loss. It limited the Rams' ability to sustain offense. We certainly had some breakdowns on defense at final drive. But you know, if the Rams can just move the ball a little bit in the second half, get the running game going at any point, they put one in the win column here. Rams made a handful of plays, Von Miller had a sack. Stafford's long pass to Cup, that was beautiful, big play at the time. And that touchdown pass Stafford to Cup, can't overlook that, that was a thing of beauty. Gave the Rams the lead late in the fourth quarter. But in my mind, if we had just been able to get some push in the run game and protect Stafford, We win this game outright. Worth noting, you know, there was that injury to Jordan Fuller. That's a little scary. Our signal caller out there. Hopefully it's not serious and he's ready for next week. Player props. The only one I'm handing out is to Cooper Cup and to Tyler Higbee. They both made some really clutch catches. Not going to call anybody out in particular as far as who screwed up in this game. I think there's a lot to go around, mostly along our offensive line. I dread seeing the pro football focus scores for our interior offensive line especially. Coach's corner, well, going to have to second guess McVay twice here, and you know which two plays these are. Late in the first half, third and one. I think it was more like third and a half yard. I thought they are going to do a quarterback sneak, but no, they go to an empty set, and Stafford gets sacked, and we have to punt. I didn't quite get that. Don't understand. I know he hadn't been running the ball very well, but either run it, quarterback sneak it, or keep a running back in the backfield to help protect Stafford. And we did none of those things. And then late in the second half, we had a chance to put the game away. Third down, pick up a first down and the game's over, and we play ultra-conservative, run the ball, and punt. Now, It actually kind of surprised me because I've seen McVay in the past be very aggressive in those situations. I've even seen the Jeff Fisher Rams be aggressive in those situations. See if your offense can make a play and put the game away. I have no comments on the refs. These announcers, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, I find them highly annoying. They get so excited when the Niners make a play. I'll do my Joe Buck imitation here. Oh my God, Elijah Mitchell, look at him keep those legs moving. Another great run by the 49ers. And then on the other hand, oh, a nice little play by Ramsey. A couple of tips for the interception. That's kind of how it came across to me. And I know I've talked to a couple other people. They feel the same. I don't think Troy Aikman especially wants to see the Rams win ever. And I don't know why. Ekman doesn't have a lot of respect for the way the Rams play the game, in my opinion. So what is the fallout from this last week of the regular season? I'll go through the AFC playoff situation for you real quick. On Saturday, the Raiders visit the Bengals and the Patriots at the Bills. Divisional rivals in that one. That should be fun. And then Sunday, the Steelers at the Chiefs. I'll give you my game picks on Thursday on all of these. In the NFC, no Saturday game. On Sunday, the Eagles at the Bucks and the Niners at the Cowboys. And then on Monday, Cardinals at the Rams. Now, as disappointed as we all may be that the Rams slipped to the four seed, this fallout isn't that bad. Uh, the Rams could have had the Eagles at home. Instead, they get the Cardinals. This is a team that they have proven that they can beat They had one hiccup earlier this season, but the Rams know how to deal with Kyler Murray. He's a great quarterback, but I like the Rams' chances in this game. The early line on it is Rams minus four, so Vegas feels the same way. I do not think DeAndre Hopkins will be back for this game, maybe the following weekend, but the Cardinals season will be over by then, so it won't matter. So what's the Rams' path to the Super Bowl at this time? We'll get into it a lot deeper on Thursday, but looking at the most likely scenario, the Rams win and the Bucks win. What if the Niners beat the Cowboys? That's a game that's going to be the most hotly contested, I think. If the Niners beat the Cowboys, the Rams would visit the Bucks, and the Niners would go to Green Bay. If the Cowboys win, the Cowboys would visit the Bucks, and the Rams would return to Lambeau Field and try to knock off the number one seed. So, like I said, we will get into that a lot deeper on Thursday. We'll also do a little preview of that Cardinal game. Third time we'll be seeing them, so I'm not sure how much more we'll have to say about that. But we'll discuss it nonetheless. We'll take a look at all these playoff games, and any follow-up notes from that Ram Niner game, of course. Now, I know every single Ram fan out there is extremely disappointed, but Let me put my therapist hat on for a moment. Hey, we're the NFC West champions. We have a home game next week. There's about 26 or 27 other fan bases that would gladly trade places with us. Can this team step up and go on a four-game run and take home a championship? Certainly possible, but they need to play better than they did against the 49ers. That's going to do it for this episode Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com. And don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It's greatly appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and... The YouTube royalty free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.